0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap.
1: Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks, is the trend.
0: that's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude, Johnny Nani, and we are here to recap a White Sox 10 7 victory. Over the Toronto Blue Jays. Before we do that, be sure you're going to tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap at Untap sportsnet. Following Johnny at Nani, Johnny and me at BuzzOnTap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. And if you need any White Sox gear or Chicago sports gear, check out Grandstand. If you're at the ballpark, walk on over. Or if you want to order online, you can go to grandstandsocks.com and follow them on socials at GrandstandSox. Johnny. Sox win 10 to seven bats came alive. Good shit. The return of Carlos Rodon. It was a good afternoon, my friend.
1: Yeah. Overall end result Buzz. yes, definitely a good afternoon. I would say so. And result. I uh, take that. Obviously, uh, this episode's called crisis averted. Got a little interesting, uh, a little too interesting for our liking in the middle innings. Uh, kind of, you know, Themes that we have talked about previously, uh, just in recent days, uh, on the show showing back up, but we'll get into all that at the end of the day. Hey, that's a Sox winner, and you go seven and seven on the stretch of uh, this tough 14 game one, uh, with all these tough teams, uh, and AL opponents that are right around the playoff, uh, push or in a playoff spot currently. So, uh, that was good to see. Uh, end of the day, White Sox win. I will drink to that.
0: Yeah, definitely gonna have a drink with you if you're in here on the live. Have a drink, have a drinky, Rand. Have a drink.
1: Yeah, a little drinky poo.
0: Um. Okay. So Rodon's back. Look good. Um, you know, he got, I, I could tell like he didn't have the command at first. He didn't have a lot of strikeouts today, Johnny, but mm-hmm. he kept his pitch count down, which I thought was real good. He went five innings. He only had 67 pitches, struck out three in those five innings. He let up five hits, two runs, both of them earned, walked one, let up one long ball. The long ball came to uh none other than Marcus Simeon and the, uh, first bottom of the first inning there. He homered to left field. Um, you know, Rodon looked good and I'm, I'm glad that he's back. And I think that it, you know, he came in right away against a team that's, I think they're five games out of a wild card right now, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, they're in a tough AL East. Like mean, mm-hmm. you and I both know, AL East ain't no fucking joke. It's tough yeah. over there. So, and they're holding their own as a young squad too. their team. I mean, their pitching is good. Um, They have like a 3.87 ERA for like all their starters. So pitching is decent. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty good. Uh, That's collective. And then they're batting like 263 as a team. That's better than the Sox. You know, so Rodon had a huge test coming into this game, man. And he fucking proved out. He showed out. And I was proud of him.
1: Yeah, not an easy start to come back to because the Blue Jays are a free swinging team. So you talked about you know pitch count being low and then also uh, strikeout total being low. Like you said, only three on the day, but uh, that's because the Blue Jays trying to jump on everything early. So you get you get a lot of outs that are ground balls, fly outs, uh, you know what what have you. Obviously sp- sprinkled in three Ks there. Uh, biggest thing for me was seeing the fastball velo uh, hovering between ninety three and ninety seven range, kind of sat early ninety four ninety five pretty consistently, and then in his later innings uh, as we've seen him do when he's that is his most effective, uh, jump that thing up to the 96 97, uh, pumping it up there. So th- that was good, good first, uh, start back for Carlos Rodon. Like you said, not an easy task going up against the Blue Jays in uh, the start, but uh, at the same time, uh, he, he gets right there and, and grabs the Bull by the horns and uh, you know, g- gives you a chance to win. And obviously, the bats uh, help helped out here too, Buzz.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where uh, Cesar Hernandez comes into play here. He's been under a little bit of scrutiny lately, for sure. A lot of people not happy with his performance since he's come over, Johnny. Um, I think some of it's fair. You know, I, I think that I mean, obviously, he's not a world beater at the plate. He's really good defensively and he's he's got some pop and that's why he's here. Um you know, but he hits a home run to left today, Johnny, and it felt like that ball was kind of carrying to left today a little bit. And I will say that a DJ on the radio broadcast brought that up about how like the difference between closed roof to open roof makes mm. over in Toronto. But yeah, he started off the scoring today in the uh top of the second and uh the next run to come after that was my pick to clicks, Luis Roberts' home run uh in in the third but yeah uh, you know they they got it off right away you know take a 3-1 lead relatively early in the game yeah
1: it's it's a simple formula buzz you talk about it all the time and it sounds elementary but it's true ball go far team go far and, and when the white Sox hit home runs you know i don't have the stats pulled up right in front of me but uh, the record is definitely you know way better than when they don't uh, hit home runs so uh, good to see that getting going early and i think Cesar Hernandez uh, touching on him really quick. Uh, first of all, a nice game overall today, both in the field and uh, at the plate. Obviously, a home run, a couple hits. Um, uh, that does the trick. And I think it kind of maybe uh, is our guy, uh, you know, uh, CWSDJT, um, contributor on tap sports He had suggested that maybe just, you know, sometimes it takes an infield single uh, like you got in last night's game to kind of get you rolling again. So uh, that, that may play a factor. But he had himself a nice game today, obviously getting the scoring open for the White Sox uh, to tie it up at one in the top of the second, like you mentioned. Uh, and and then Timmy kind of starting this thing in the third inning. You talk about oh, White Sox going up 3-1-4-1 here. Um, Timmy starts with two outs there. Uh, so bottom of the order uh, kind of gets out there. feel like that might be a lost inning. Uh, Tim Anderson, two out single. Uh, then Luis Robert coming up. Uh, absolute bomb. That thing was a moonshot buzz. Thing, I think I like if the roof was closed, I felt like it might have hit it.
0: <laughs> oh, dude! I-, I love that it was the center too. It just shows the strength, and it looked—I mean, he got so, all he's of so it. effortless. And that's so, what I'm saying. It looked effortless, like it's like the Eloy shit that we talk about all the time. Yeah. It's just like, doink, and you're like, oh, huh. well, and then it just like cruises out of there. I'm like, oh my god! And I'm yeah. just so happy. He's been so effective since his return.
1: Oh. Yeah, th- th- that's a beautiful thing to see because you, like, you w- when you talk about Luis Robert, not to go off on a tangent here, but just about him very briefly here, you always know the defense is always going to be there just because he is so athletic, he's so young, he's so fast. Uh, you're always going to get pretty damn solid defense out of him. He's going to make some diving plays, cover a lot of ground. We all know that, but we have seen times where the bat has just gone cold. Think about the end of last year. He started off great, really hot for the first month and a half, and obviously it was only like a two-and-a-half-month season, but the second half of that thing, Bat really fell off. Obviously, you're still getting the defensive value, but the bat really fell off for him to come back, make a little adjustment to his swing, to his stance. Um, you, you're seeing the results of it here, uh, and then they wouldn't even be done that inning uh, because Jose Abreu MVP to my pick, click comes through. Uh, it goes back to back with him uh, to make this thing four to one. White Sox are rolling early. Buzz.
0: You remember when we traded for Cesar Hernandez at the trade deadline? and he came in to be the team leader in home runs, or was he tied with Abreu? He was, he was tied with
1: Abreu at the he time. He was
0: tied with A Abreu. Abreu has been on a fucking tear, if anybody was wondering in august and it's been absolutely amazing uh abreu is just showing why he was the mvp last year a lot of people were afraid oh he's not going to get his 30 home runs and usual 100 rbi season well yeah you know you don't fucking think so i'll take that bet <laughs> i'll yeah, take that bet right i'm good i'll okay. take that shit right now when, abreu's when been bet, on
1: fire when you bet against pedo you're gonna have bad time
0: you have a bad yeah. time when you yeah. do that.
1: Okay. If you're gonna lose all,
0: if you bet against him, you're gonna lose all your money, and it's all gonna be gone.
1: So, yeah, yeah. And once again, I don't have the figures uh, pulled up in front of me, but you know, everybody talks about it, and, and there have been uh, you know stats from other times when he has uh, you know been productive uh, in in this month. And August just seems to be friendly to him. Seems like he gets I, in a groove. I think it's that time of the year. I think part of it plays the weather, so ball is carrying a little bit more at you know various parks where you're playing at. Um, and I think it's just a good time of the year for him that it, it, things start clicking, especially. For a veteran guy, sometimes maybe you know, like a little bit slower at the beginning of the year when it's cold and you're playing in Chicago and it's like early April and it's like 34 degrees and, it's, and it sucks it's like, for the people that grew they, up here, too. Yeah, yeah like, you, you know. know, you know, it takes a little bit to get going, but uh, obviously, Pito able to come back into his own. I got I'll you like, on
0: that, I got you on those stats, Nani. If you want them real quick, yeah, so hit
1: it. me with the uh, the, uh you know, uh, month, I, I, when, I, when I put the video out of the Abreu home run, uh, from Socks on Tap, I said Jose Abreu owns the month of August, uh, oh, he so he, he hit me with does. him. Tell, tell me why he owns the month of August what is this year
0: this month Johnny he's played in 24 games he's hitting 302 his on-base percentage is 352 his slugging percentage is 625 he's a 977 OPS he's hit nine home runs he's driven in 20 this month he's walked uh six times and he's had four doubles so he's he's absolutely killing it this month yeah yeah. So.
1: i mean the, the when you said the slugging percentage i i, I actually i, I think uh, you know I, I might need a new cha- change of pants here in, in a little bit when you said that but there's, there's it, nothing it, embarrassing it's just about just it's great it's great to see and uh, the best way i can sum it up is as our fellow panelists who's not on the show tonight was on last night though uh tony on tap would say that's mvp shit buzz
0: Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, he's, he's just on He's on fucking fire, dude, you know? I mean, in the month of August, just to put this in perspective for everybody listening right now, because we're going to give Peto love because we love Pito on this show, MV Pito, Jose Abreu has a 331 batting average with 55 home runs, 161 RBIs, and 136 runs scored in 211 games in the month of August in his career.
1: That's pretty damn good. That's, that's fucking, excuse me. That's, that's excuse that's me. That's that's fucking outstanding. That's, that's awesome. Fucking. I love uh, so I think it was last night uh on the broadcast. Yeah. And it was Gordon Beckham, obviously filling in for Steve Stone, always on vacation. But he had said, uh, you know, it was supposed to be the summer of George. It's the August of Abreu. So a little shout-out to our guy, Summer of George, obviously not directly uh, you know, based off the Seinfeld quote, but hilarious nonetheless. And then August of Abreu, I like that too. Yeah, it was a good catch line in there. So, Buzz, um, it it, this was all happening in the third inning. There's still much more to go oh, yeah. here. But One one last thing before we move on. I'd be remiss if I did not touch about, talk about this. We just praised Pito for a little bit. Need to give more Luis Robert praise here because – that at bat in which he hit the home run was outstanding. Goes down 0 1. This is against uh, Hyun Jin Ryu, who has a variety of pitches. I think he throws about four to five. You know, it, it's all over the place. And you got to basically, I think Gordon Beckham put it well as a former player. Um, you got to be looking basically zones of the plate in, out, you know, up, down, whatever, instead of trying to sit on a pitch type. Uh, whereas you may be able to do that with a three pitch or two pitch pitcher. Um, Either way, Robert has a great at-bat, very professional at-bat for just being a second-year guy here. Goes down 0-1 in the count. Fouls three in a row off there, so obviously it's 0-2 at this point. Takes three straight balls when uh Ryu's trying to get him to chase junk, low and out, you know, uh, just low. Um, And then he fouls off another one. After that, when Ryu comes back closer to the zone, then on the ninth pitch of the at-bat, that is when he sent that moonshot out to left center buzz. So props to Luis. Robert, you guys are getting so much better at rolling the r's i feel embarrassed
0: doing it now so I just, i'm just gonna i mean I'm, I'm gonna leave everybody wet waiting i'm gonna leave everybody waiting oh but... yeah
1: yeah because you you want you, un- you unload the bomb if i know if i know what i'm talking about and i know it's gonna come i can kind of prepare myself for it better now whereas yeah. you, you kind of like hit it like hard early yeah. but then when you get one, though, like you said, you feel like sometimes you chip your tooth when it's really exciting. Yeah, life. you fucking
0: chip your tooth, it's so <laughs> great. No, you know what I, I was really proud of at-bat, too, is Ryu came after him with some breaking shit, and he didn't bite. And that was awesome. So that was a very big at-bat in this game. And I know it was early, and obviously, you know, it was 3-1 mm-hmm. three, three to one or whatever. But still, growth like that is is what you want to see out of Eloy and Luis Robert, because they're always chasing that breaking shit. And if they don't, yes. when it's outside of the zone, it just makes them that mu- much more dangerous. Cause what are you gonna do? You are gonna walk them or you gonna fucking pitch to them? Yeah. What what do you want to do? And yeah, it, pick it, your you poison. Yeah. yeah, pick your poison type shit. So absolutely love that. Um I
1: like well, He's just been it's, on such a fucking tear since yeah. he's been back, dude. Um, hey, let's let's talk about some more runs first before yeah, we have to go sure. into the yeah, kind of yeah. downfall that was uh, the middle of this game here. Uh, the, in the top of the fourth, uh, White Sox wouldn't be done. Uh, Vaughn leads it off the walk. Cesar, south side Cesar, the single. Goodwin, big fly out here. And Gordon Beckham pointed out of uh, this fly out advances. It was deep enough to right center to advance runners to second and third. And that's where Larry Garcia pulls one down the line, uh, You know, hitting right-handed at this point. So down the left field line, two RBI double. To make it six to one, good guys. After Sebby struck out, Tim Anderson wasn't done. Another two out performance here, Tim Anderson. Um, and he brings home Lurie with an RBI single of his own to make it seven to one. Uh, that inning would end with a Robert ground into a force play. But hey, adding on more runs here, obviously, they were much needed, Buzz, uh, because if this is where they stopped in, in this game, it would be tied at seven, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit here. But hey, good to see Timmy back. Legs are underneath him. They interviewed him in the post game, said he's feeling good. Legs are feeling good. Off days were you know uh definitely good for him so uh th- that was all good stuff to hear and then uh cesar hernandez we, we talked about him a little bit earlier i see him uh, getting out of a little funk here and then Lori legend just doing lorry legend things buzz
0: absolutely he's fucking clutch dude he's fucking clutch he's got 43 rbis on the year or 42 or 43 i think it's one of the two he got 42 or 43 rbis on the year he's missed some time with injury he's not a guy that's been you know when everybody's healthy he doesn't play every day you know, so, I mean, I, I just, I, I love Lurie Garcia. It's 42 RBI, actually, I'm sorry.
1: Longest tenured White Sox baby.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a big Lurie guy, so I'm glad that he kicked some ass today. Had a really good game filling in for Makata, for sure. So then you get into the bottom of the fifth, Johnny. And uh, Marcus Simeon, another th- he's just a thorn in our side, dude. He's becoming a White Sox killer. I don't know if yeah. you agree with that <laughs> statement, but i
1: so I, I'm uh, Yes, Buzz, I do agree with that because, uh, obviously, during his time with the A's, that, that's where it kind of started. <laughs> obviously, being a former White Sox, too, you kind of have a little bit more uh, regret about that one, Um, sending him away. Uh, But, obviously, it kind of started with the A's, and then I will give the White Sox credit. They were able to neutralize him for the most part in the yeah. early part of the series, but – you know, you can't keep like a 3.3 war player down too long, and it showed up today, and that's where he did his damage against us.
0: Yeah, he he had a good game. Um, It's just, God damn, I just, we had him, man. You know, like that's just something that always drives me nuts is that we had him, you know, and it just didn't, obviously it didn't work out, but he hits a single that'll score McGuire in the bottom of the fifth. In the top of the sixth. Oh, God. I thought Sebi hit that to the fucking moon. It didn't turn out to go to the moon and it didn't turn out to even be a home run. It was a double that ended up scoring uh Lurie who uh, DFA Lurie, who is on base again, you know? Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, trying, I'm not yeah. trying to talk shit, but I uh, am. Yeah. Uh, Lurie's the man. And for all you guys that talk shit about Lurie, Johnny and I are fucking president and vice president of the fan club. Yeah.
1: Sockside pride is up there too. Yes. So
0: you know what? Lurie Garcia legend. So, but Sebi smacks a ball to center field that I thought was going to go. It was like right center. Didn't end up going whatever. It's fine. But that'll, um, that ended up and there was two outs on that.
1: Yes. That ended up
0: scoring Lurie Garcia from first.
1: Correct. So, yeah, I, yeah, I I, I wanted to I actually it was from second because he did advance. Oh, he? Yeah, he oh, did on advance on, pitch, right? on a wild pitch in between right. there. But, but as I want to bring that up, we talked about Tim Anderson getting the party started again earlier with yeah. two outs, and you feel like it might be like a wasted inning or whatever. But guess what? This is the bottom of the lineup doing it this time. It didn't even have to turn over, and that's Larry Garcia coming through with a two-out single. And then, uh, like I would mentioned, advancing, wild pitch. Uh, pitcher just yanked it, kind of similar to Kimbrel. Status uh, was like, you know, when you go and look at like the, um, you know, uh, pitch graphic uh, yeah. uh, on MLB game day. It was like way, way, way outside. So th- that uh, advances Larry to second, but Sebi did hit that hard enough. And I agree at first, I thought it was out too, but then you see Randall Gritchick out there uh, kind of jumping, slamming into the wall. Um, it was too high for him to catch. I think he was close, but it was too high for him. Obviously that's a taller wall out there in right center. Um, and it, it was hilarious too, Buzz, because obviously the result of the play, great, you know, brings in another one. Oh, yeah. obviously, obviously, White Sox would need it. And this, you know, we talk like I whenever I'm on with Tony, because we do Hawks, we talk about game-winning goals for Four feathers. Game-winning hits. This is technically, technically the game-winning hit in this game because of what would happen in the bottom of the six, Buzz. So props to Sebi first there. And then second of all, hilarious call by Benetti uh, when they showed the replay of Grichik jumping into the wall to try and catch that thing says oh Grichik almost took down because it was right where you know the scoreboard is the, yeah. the led scoreboard out in the right field wall oh yeah. almost took down the twins and they're like you know 50 something and 70 something record so a little <laughs> slight jab at the twins i was fucking dying it was great i love benetti man that's awesome
0: that's fantastic so to score sebi after that our boy timmy who had a three hit game today he's uh shallows the center or singles to shallow center, I'm sorry, and they'll score Sebi Zavala. Now, this is the part that I'm a little sketched on because yeah. I half listened yeah. uh to Lennon DJ. I half watched this at the office. Uh while I had some things kind of going on there. Um Michael Kopeck enters the game for Carlos Rodon, who ended up getting the win, by the way. He's 10 and 5 on this on the year now. Um Kopek comes in and he has a really, really rough inning, Johnny. 27 pitches. He let up four hits, five runs, all of them earned. Um, you know, he struck out one and let up a long ball. Hard, hard inning for Michael Kopek.
1: Dude. If you listen, uh, listeners, if you tuned into the show last night, I was hot. I was the definition of mad online, negative Nani returned. I was ready to fucking just, you know, uh, obliterate everybody in the bullpen uh, because we have seen it just too much. It's it just too much for how good they are because I know they're talented. That's the thing. It would be different Buzz. if this was 2018, 2019 White Sox and you don't have the full cast there, maybe you have a couple of arms that you know you can get the job done with. It's different. Okay, all oh, we went to a guy that we didn't think could do it. But these are like top guys that we're going to. We had Bummer last night, a guy who's been outstanding in 2019. I've just got a big con- – not a, a big, but long contract from the White Sox after that. Um, you, you got a guy like Kopech who has been – pretty nails this year, so I can't go and dive into him too much. Uh, and Props to our guy, uh, Sockside Mike, who's frequently in these streams, follows us on Twitter. Um, he, he had said that, rumor is that Kopech was tipping his slider, so I believe that because Blue Jays able to string a number of hits together in this inning. Obviously, Kopech didn't help himself either uh, by hitting the second batter after uh, uh, allowing a leadoff single there, um, but it, hits being strung together there, so I agree that there may be something going on with Kopech. Hopefully they can look at the tape, look at the mechanics, go and adjust that stuff but buzz i thought we were gonna have another meltdown um go and tell everybody because it was hilarious we had our you know our socks on tap group text today when this was all going down this is all during the heat of the bottom of the sixth inning tell everyone what you said and what the new designation for the bullpen is when they shit the bed like this
0: oh yeah you can't call it the bullpen because bulls are cool and tough we're calling it the cow pen right now (laughs) so it's the fucking cow pen right now I I am very irritated with all of this <laughs> bullshit that we have to keep dealing with. Mm. Um, you know, you ha- Johnny, we went into the fucking sixth. Do Randy, we went into the sixth fucking inning. Okay, the bottom of six with a nine to two lead, dude. Mm-hmm. See, he's like he's becoming the liquor right now. For the everybody yeah. who's not watching the stream, Johnny's took yeah. a nice nice little drink there of his drinky poo, and he is you know a little a little fucking irritated. Like, dude. This has to stop. This needs to get cleaned up. It needs to get cleaned up. And I think it will. I'm not going to overreact about it, but it is enough to piss me off a little bit. So it's now the cow pen until they fucking prove me wrong and they can start getting consistent outs and not blow leads like this. Right. What we were talking about before we came on the episode. Why can't we have blowouts? Like, just make this a blowout fucking foot on throat, dude. Just it's always. Uh, we got Scott Mo in here. It's always just, it's always just one of them. That's what he says right now. What's up beer garden, Jim. But you know, like it's just unbelievable to me mm-hmm. that, and I'm not going to bitch at Kopech either. I'm taking your yep. route on this. I'm on the road that you're yeah, overall
1: very reliable. I guess if there's Nails. anyone that I, that, that I think I went a little off the rails last night because bummer has, we know he can be better. And he, underwhelmed. Just has, he just has exactly underwhelmed this year.
0: Yeah. I just, you know, dude, like, it's it was surprising for me like i know that you know kopek had a you know a rough couple you know he hasn't been himself lately um but this this was just something crazy and you know there's a lot of scrutiny leaving him in too long did tony leave him in too long you pull him too quick I listen i'm so sick of speculating on that shit Mm -hmm. he had to work out of it he worked the fuck out he had a big enough lead you you had the lead
1: to be able to you know But if it's a a closer game, I guarantee the hook comes sooner. Right. Let's say that.
0: I mean, there was a huge, like I said, you walked into the inning, Johnny. You walked into the bottom of the half inning, bottom of the sixth, with a 9-2 to lead. Yep. You leave that inning, Johnny. You leave that inning 9-7. to That's how you leave that inning. So, Kopech let up five of those runs, but he got out of it. And that's kind of good, I guess, but it was still nerve-wracking as shit
1: yeah yeah just because you know the 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 scrutiny last night was if you weren't taking the bullpen route like i was very hardcore um it it was that the white Sox didn't score enough. fair last night they did you're damn right the first game of the series uh the third game of the series they did not obviously they were able to get five in the second game but um you know so kind of sporadic hit or miss offense uh it seems like as of late at least uh at least in this series um and the the other route though was that like I said you know you're getting on the offense for not like scoring enough. Well, guess what? They gave him plenty of shit today, and he almost he got, we got to the point where it was almost you know obviously still uh, with a two run cushion there, but still with with being up uh, by seven, you, you don't like to see that in one inning. It just feels bad, man. It feels bad for morale. Well, and I mean, it also, also I, said it. I I just I just want one one last comment. Now I'll leave the bullpen alone for now because I I got my bitching out of the way. And I'm, I, sorry, I'm sorry. Whatever. And, 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 you know sorry, what the thing Cal, is, sorry. Yeah, the cow pen. And I, I have I do actually have some praise because after this, we would see some nice innings. We would see some uneventful innings, which I like. And I'll get into those guys in a second here. But overall, I want to see the bullpen as a core for what they're touted on as paper. One of the best in the game. Obviously, we, we all know that. We all know the names that are there. We all know the stuff that's there. I want to see them string together multiple games of uneventful stuff where it's just like, you know, we go to these guys and they're locked down. Sure. Every once in a while, uh, someone made a comment and I kind of roasted it a little bit today when this whole thing was going on, but I just heated during that six inning. Um, it was that, you know, sometimes you're going to have some like blips. It's going to like happen. Okay. I can take a step back and concede that. But overall, you need to get this thing on the right track, string together these games because you need to get that confidence level up for when the pressure is immense in October, immense, and stuff that a lot of these guys. Have not faced uh, when you're talking about Kopac. Even and opted out of last year. He was not part of that 2020 team. Granted, it was only a three game short little playoff run there. Uh, but still, you know, a lot of this, you know, uh, you're going to need to be locked in, and you want to have your A shit. Uh, when you're going into a series in October, and that's all that my concerns are kind of revolving around in that because we have just seen it too many times. For how many, like, how many times are we just gonna say, Oh, well, next time Liam will go get him? Uh, next time Kimber will go and get him. Kimber did go and get him today, so I'll give him that. But you just don't want to see massive leads evaporate like that because that happens in the playoff momentum can switch like that. The young, inexperienced team let's call us what we are. We are We're young and inexperienced overall. Um, you're going to get eaten up by that in the postseason. And a really good team, the Astros team that like everybody has like a fucking 350 OBP, they're going to destroy you in that. So no, th- yeah, that's, yeah. Where, that's where my concerns lie. I just wanted to finish that. And like I said, I have bullpen praise coming after this, but I just wanted to finish my point on that kind of a carryover from last night. And I think you can at least sympathize with uh, the sentiment that I'm getting at here.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. Too. And I really truly believe, Johnny, that the reason that we kind of got out with minimal damage done is like, Kopech obviously got rocked in the bottom of the sixth. He worked through it. You know, he had to go up against Gridchick. You know, he, I mean, he went through a lot of fucking people here, you know, but the run, a lot of the runs too also came in, you know, like from, you know, Bichette, Simeon hit another home run in that inning. They got into like the middle, like after the sixth inning, they got in the middle to the end of that lineup and they didn't really have too many bats that you're too scared of. Like if it was the top of the order again, I feel like we would have got fucked. (laughs) Like I felt like Vlad was yeah. playing really good. You know what I mean? The point I'm trying mm-hmm. to get at is like yeah. I felt like Vlad, Simmy and Bichette yeah. were playing so, so good. So where,
1: where it, it was like in a roundabout way where it left off actually maybe benefited the White Sox I going think, into the yes. latter innings. I is that think what it, you're getting at here? I think so,
0: yeah. I really do. Like they yeah, went on their little fucking run and yeah. we stayed away from like the the good like the big names there. Yeah, course, after yeah.
1: after the big one had come and yeah, the bomb had after, dropped and right. yeah. yeah. I,
0: so I was just like, oh my god, thank God we didn't have to see them again because every time those fucks come up dude i'm telling you that toronto yeah. team in in a, next yeah, they're, year they're in i think in you know they're gonna add more i think with mm-hmm. pitching and shit like that but i mean i know i'm going off a little bit but just watching yeah. them in a four game series like they, we did thank god we took two of them the the talent that is on that team
1: is just fucking stupid yeah, they're, it's they, stupid we, we talked about it buzz when I was over at your uh, place for watching the game uh, Friday night to open the Tampa series They They got a young core and they did it right. Just like you talk about the white Sox did it right in building their core too, with the position players there. So yep. a lot, obviously a lot of them there. And then their mentality is a lot more attack. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, attack, attack, attack. They right. go and they like to swing at first pitches, they like to swing early in the count. They like to go out and be the aggressors there at the yep. plate. So yeah, I agree with you a uh, scary team in years to come, you know, with the division that they have and the other wildcard teams vying there. Don't think they're going to make it this year, but overall um, they're on the upward trajectory here so uh that kind of rounds that out here let's get into more good shit because that, that was that, that was kind of the low point of the show we, we we went up on the roller coaster we had a huge massive dip we just came down let's go back up buzz
0: yeah back up and that's when the cow pin becomes a bullpen again so and that's not a shot of kopak it's just the performance that he had we get to para he comes in he pitches an inning eight pitches two strikeouts beautiful beautiful like johnny says uneventful Get the fuck out of it. Keep the lead. Call it a day. And there's no scoring there, not even for the Sox in in, in that inning. So then we get Garrett Crochet. Eight pitches out of the inning. One strikeout for Crochet. Good work. Good,
1: no, good very, very nice play by Cesar up the middle, too. He had a couple defensive plays yep. earlier in the game, had a diving stop. This was more of a regular backhand, but he was moving away from first base. Made a nice play up the middle. Uh, Crochet able to retire. You know, struck out the first one. That was the second out of the inning. And then uh third one was a ground out uh, to first base. So uh, nice work from Crochet, too. I love uneventful innings, Buzz.
0: Yeah, uneventful innings are cool and tough when you have the lead. okay so very much so that is when they're cool so then we get into the top of the ninth johnny like i said this the scoring is you know it's nine to seven socks are up after that huge sixth inning bottom of the sixth inning that toronto had to make their comeback well somewhat of a comeback you know nine to seven um luis robert strikes out Abreu flies out why don't we make it ten to seven johnny why don't we do that eloy jimenez home Run to center field to add that insurance run to make us feel good about ourselves going into the bottom of the ninth with a three-run cushion. Then, for his first save as the Chicago White Sox, Craig Kimbrell comes in and does some fucking work, Johnny. Does some work. So I was really, I was really
1: happy with that. I, and Buzz, I love some transparency on his end too, because Kimbrel post game interviewed. He says on his previous struggles had nothing to do what inning it was, because obviously that was something floating around. Oh, he needs to have the ninth. Oh, you need to, you know, whatever readjust. So Hendricks is going eighth and whatever, and all that. Now, I kind of bought into that at some point too, but. Kimbrell himself here says post-game had nothing to do with anything it was, had everything to do with the stuff that I was working on. Um, James Fegan had a uh, piece for The Athletic that said uh, he was working on, you know, not, not getting uh, underneath the fastball and also getting it to spin the way that he wants. So that's stuff mechanically that he has been working on here. So um, th- th- that's what I was most impressed with today uh, with Craig Kimbrell. He did allow one single but ended up being no damage, and that one single did come to Vlad Jr., so that's an MVP candidate right there. Uh, in the American League. Uh, backtracking real quick, obviously, I think we'll talk a little bit more about these back end bullpen guys. I do need to give them some praise after I chat on <laughs> the majority of the pen last night. Um, d- d- but Eloy's uh, another, we talk about easy power, easy swing. That's what it looked like. And the insurance blast gave me peace of mind buzz. And I think that was the biggest thing for me.
0: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, Eloy coming up in a big moment. I mean, at least it felt big because you wanted to add another run. This, again, this Jay's team is fucking
1: dangerous. So. More two out hitting as well. Let's yeah. go. That happened with two outs. Yep.
0: It did. More two out hitting as well. You know, not having, like you said earlier in the show, dude. Not believing the inning is dead because you have two outs coming out there, making it happen. Um, Craig Kimbrell, too. Just one thing here, man. The last three innings of that game for our pitchers, we had 16 pitches between Tapera and Crochet. And Kimbrel comes out and throws six. The six pitches, Johnny. And he gets the save. Absolutely loved what I saw out of him. Let's just keep it rolling. Let's keep, you know, hopefully these guys start getting some motivation and realizing that it's dog eat dog. We need to win, and they have fun competition with each other, and who could shut people down the most? Because if yes. that, if that bullpen, I'll I'll call it bullpen in this instance, not the cowpen. If that bullpen gets that kind of, I don't know, man. You know that mindset behind them, that motivation, so, they they will be dangerous. Some confidence it, you know,
1: too, Buzz. When, yeah. dude. When you, when you do something shitty for just in general, don't take baseball out of it whatever the hell you're doing at your job, you do something shitty three times in whatever the fuck it is, three times in a row, two times in a row, you start to feel a little bit down and you're like, Oh my God. And like then you get the mental aspect creeping in. But when you do it really well, consecutive times in a row, you start to feel good about it. And right? then you feel more confident. Next one, then sure. You might have a little minor fuck up, but then it's easier to get back on track. But if you're just constantly going on the down slope, it's hard to dig yourself out of that, so that's more of where I'm at, and that's a very non-analytical take here. This is literally just a mindset and kind of a vibe mentality. I'm going after here, but that, that's hey, that's what Thursday happy hour at Sox Untaps for Buzz. The vibes,
0: uh, absolutely, it's all about the vibes all the time. Well, Johnny, that ends the game. We broke it down. Sox end up winning it, like we said, 10 to 7. They split the series two to two with Toronto, went seven and seven against that. Was a very hard stretch, seven and seven you know, obviously we wish we'd come out eight and seven, but it shows that they can hold their own against, you know, very good teams, especially here in the AL um, tomorrow. John, damn it, Jim.
1: <laughs> damn it, Jim. J- our, our guy, Jim Schrammick, our, our beer review guy over at ontev Sportsnet sports uh, that beer garden, Jim, we him a follow on Twitter if you don't already, but he says, Johnny got some major Owen Wilson vibes going on there. And yes, absolutely. Um, th- th- that is kind of what I was striving for here, Jim. So thanks. Thanks for uh, shouting that out. I, uh, I, I, I appreciate that, um, and it's second of hilarious. all, it's uh, you know it, it it's just where we're at when I'm talking about you know not super deep into the numbers here, but that's just what I'm uh, getting at the vibes, and that's what Owen Wilson's all about. So yeah, let's move on, Buzz. Uh, moving
0: on to tomorrow, it starts the crosstown, the last of the crosstown. White Sox swept the Cubs last time we saw them. Um, it'll probably happen again. So tomorrow it'll be Keegan Thompson for the Cubs. Who? Right-handed pitcher, three and three with a two point four two ERA, forty-four and two third innings pitched for him. He struck out forty-four, let up seven long balls, walked twenty-four, going up against Diamond Dallas Keuchel, eight and seven and four point seven one ERA, one hundred and thirty-five two third innings pitched. He's let up one hundred thirty-nine hits. He struck out eighty-two, walked forty-six, let up twenty-two long balls. So that's the matchup tomorrow. It's against the Cubs. It's kind. I mean, I'm not trying to take any team for granted. I want to keep piling it on. Keep getting, uh, you know, improving our record and uh, doing what we're doing here. Um, but it's kind of nice that you could take a breath going into tomorrow's game and hopefully, you know, take a win out of it. You return home for a stretch of about a week here. So let's uh, let's go make a count against the Cubs, man. Because it's always fun to beat the Cubs, regardless of where we're at.
1: Yeah. So if it's on the flip side here, Buzz, uh, the Cubs fans in their like hey day and their their golden age, so they call it, um, they, they would have been oh we don't even think of this as a rivalry. It's just another game. It's inconsequential. It's not division. Guess what? Fuck these guys. Fuck the Cubs, Buzz. You know my mentality on them. Fuck them. They're a cross town rivals and I've mentioned it a million times before. Dollars, ears, loyal, uh, loyalty, listening, all of that shit merchandise sales, all of that stuff. Um, go and beat the piss out of them show them show them why uh we are Chicago's team now that's I, I want blood this weekend I know um you know like you said you can kind of relax after like the harder stretch and I agree with that to an extent but at the same time from mentality you just want beat, death you just beat, want death. Yeah. Beat, beat these fuckers into the ground and they're obviously in a rebuilding stage so I, I know where they're at and I understand they had to do it just with the contracts that are coming off the books but hey better time than just step on their graves piss on them as NWI Steve would like to say because I don't like these guys at all I, I think their fan base is extremely arrogant uh, for the most part. There, there are a few good apples in there, but overall, the vibe that I get from them is terrible. So, uh, unfortunately, I'll be out there, uh, to, you know, de- dealing with some of them in the crowd, but luckily it'll be at our place, and uh, hopefully the play on the field just speaks for itself. I don't need to be getting into fights. I don't need to be getting into verbal arguments with anyone. I'm just going to point when Yasmani Grandel comes back tomorrow, tomorrow and drops baby. The fucking bat. That's what we need to talk about next. It's fucking money time, Buzz. He got ejected tonight Yes, from the he game. did. And that's that was that's only, cu- that's only that's only that's only cuz he had to catch his flight back to exactly. so he Charlotte. He's getting his That was fully calculated, Johnny.
0: Yeah. It's fully calculated. He got ejected from the game tonight in Charlotte so he can catch an earlier flight to come back and bat drop on them motherfuckers. Get nice and comfortable, you know, do what he's got to do, yeah. get all of his shit so- packed up, leave Charlotte. Yeah, let's
1: yeah, go. I, I I I'll answer this question in serious terms here, R- really quick, just because Scott Mo asks uh, from Periscope. Is he back? Meaning, yeah, as Monte Grandal, who we were just talking about. So, not officially, he is not reinstated from the injured list. He did start, like we'd mentioned, in uh, Charlotte tonight, played first base for them. But in his first at bat, uh, he struck out and obviously wasn't too happy with it. So, uh, gave the up and earful and was ejected. This is in the bottom of the first inning for the Charlotte Knights, at home game there. So, um, this Antonio- is totally ten foot. Had. No no no, Tony Tony Larusa did hint at it. He gave right. it kind of like, you know, like a smirking, like you know, kind of it's uh, imminent. B- yeah kind of a a drive-by comment that oh you may see Yaz back tomorrow that you know we've seen the hints go on with with Carlos Rodon they can't officially say it yet like you know leading up to it this week but then they finally made it clear on you know uh, the Wednesday before uh, that he was coming back so Yaz is kind of the same situation just a day uh, push back here so I would imagine that he's back for the series we'll see what the corresponding move buzz I think that's the next kind of topic of discussion here one of the last ones on the show um is that who goes down if Yasmani Grondal is indeed back on Friday it's got
0: to be collins i would agree um i don't think it'll be collins i think it'll be sebby and i i've read in some spots i've i've seen some opinions from other guys i actually kind of formed my own opinion i was like i wonder if they send mendic down mendic um,
1: Mendick went today when Rodon came back.
0: Oh, that's right. Mendick went today. I apologize. Mendick went today. So I, well, yeah, no, it's going to be definitely, I do not know if they were going to carry three or not. I doubt it. So I, I think that it's going to be probably Seve because, you know, Rick Hans just wants to shit on. I don't want Collins up here. He, he, he adds nothing. Uh, he has a switch hitter. So it's fine. You have your left-handed bat there, your power bat there. Um, you, you know, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to see Seve go down. I know he got, you know, kind of scolded earlier in the week or whatever. And, you know, piss a lot of people off. He, he can't pl- block balls real well behind the plate, but he calls a better game, in my opinion. I know Collins did call a no-hitter, um, but, you know, I, uh, I think that uh, it should be definitely Collins, but we'll see what happens.
1: Performance based degree 100% should be Collins. It'll be interesting to see if there are any kind of internal politics at play uh, w- with the decision here. But at the same time, remember, I wouldn't think it would be too far fetched uh, to be the move that everybody is hoping for. Kind of, you know, I hate to say that because I don't like to talk down about any of our players, even if they no, are struggling or at any point. But um, the, the kind of popular opinion is that, yes, that Collins uh, should go down. And that's all based on performance, though. Guess what? When Yasmani Grandal went down on July 5th, after that, our guy Duke, that pod guy Duke, wrote an article about this is Zach Collins' time to step up. This is time to you know seize the moment. This is time to prove. Why he can be a guy of the future? Because you know he has only signed for you know more years and all you know whatever all that stuff. So implications beyond, but then also implications for right now, implications for making a postseason roster, implications for being around here when Diaz comes back. Obviously, they need to have another catcher. They brought sebby's Vala up. Uh, we had the Sebby Vala game when he hit those three home runs, and that was you know magical. He's had his spurts. Uh, he had some occasional power. Uh, we've seen you know a blast He one down in Tampa Bay um the last weekend. Uh He did that double off the wall. Uh, earlier today uh, in in this game that we just talked about, Buzz. um, Overall, behind the plate, you go and look at the metrics, framing is better. Defense overall is better. Sure, there may have been some uh, instances of blocking. I will give Collins credit that he had improved his blocking uh, over the past maybe two weeks or so uh, when he had been in situations catching some of those guys with some really tough breaking stuff into the dirt. Um, Give him credit there. But overall, when you go and look at the numbers, Sebi deserves to be here more than Collins. That's my my piece. I'm 100% with you, man. Well, if he's back tomorrow,
0: Pick to click, John. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's fucking you. Goddamn know it. I goddamn know. I didn't wanna... well. It's Yasmani yes yeah. Uh wearing the damn jersey. It, it, yes, it's a Yes it, it, and ab- Devil baby. Absolutely. If by chance I will throw a backup out there because this is not confirmed. Let's see. Right. This is socks on tap. He's not. Con- Tony Lewis has not confirmed this to reporters. They have not made a roster move yet. That would probably not come until tomorrow in the early afternoon. I would guess anyway. If it is to happen but I will give a backup in that case that it is not tomorrow that he's coming back. Um, and, you know, with Keegan Thompson Thompson uh, for the Cubs going right-handed pitcher here, uh, left-handed bat, yo is going to be back in the lineup tomorrow. So uh, I'll go with Yoan as my backup, but if not, Yaz money is the number one pick. How about you?
0: I'm going to go. I'm going to go Eloy Jimenez. Cause he loves beating up on his former team. Yes, he does. So I'm going to go. Eloy so. Jimenez, yeah. I'm going to go Eloy Jimenez. Um, tomorrow is my pick to click. Um, Johnny in, um, in 10 games against the Cubs in his career, Eloy Jimenez is batting 389 with five home runs and 10 ribbies. So that's in 10 games against the Cubs in his career. I'm going to take, Eli Jimenez, Buzz
1: if you remembered Sox Fest, I think it was twenty twenty before pandemic shut everything down. So this is still in like January of that year, yeah. obviously. uh but obviously we had the twenty nineteen game where he hit the kind of broken bat home run out to left field at Wrigley, uh in one of his first games there, uh to give the White Sox the lead late in that game, they would end up going on to win and the whole Benetti call, here's your hero tonight. Asked him about it at the Sox Fest 2020. What was your favorite you know, home run of the 2019 season, his rookie season? And he said, uh, you know, against Cubs. And the crowd went wild. And he said, you know why. And they know why. So those statistics that you just brought up there are not an anomaly. He has an elevated sense of play when he plays the team that traded him away.
0: Yeah, absolutely does. Absolutely does. And that's why I picked him, man. He wants to come out and beat the shit out of those guys just as bad as we want to see them get the shit kicked out of them. So that's my pick to click, man. I don't really have anything else before we ride out here. You got anything?
1: Uh, no, other than that, Evan Marshall started a rehab assignment at Charlotte tonight. He did go one inning, struck out two, uh, one hit scoreless though, uh, on the night for him, he was just assigned today, uh, to begin his rehab assignment. So, uh, last thing, I guess my last point uh, of any sort of substance thoughts here is that, uh, Marshall needs to prove his worth, uh, when he's back, both at his rehab assignment. And then if he gets called up when rosters expand in September, because, uh, it's going to be tough to crack that playoff roster. I uh, mean. Some guys that, you know, that maybe have been around for a little bit that are going to be left off. So it'll be interesting to see what Marshall does uh, over the next course of the next, you know, kind of three and a half weeks or so. Yeah, I hope nothing but the
0: best for Marshall. I'm a huge Evan Marshall guy. So I am, too. I, I, I,
1: hope I, I really am, too. It's been a yeah. tough struggle for him this year after yeah. outstanding seasons in both 2019 and, and 2020. And yep. So I just wanted to point that out there. Um you know, that was the last bit of news that I had. Other than that, Buzz, uh, that's all I've got. Uh, nice to split this series. Nice to go 7-7 seven and seven in the stretch here. Uh, White Sox can't beat good teams. Well, I guess they can go 500. They can go even against good teams. So I'll leave it at that. That's all I've got. Absolutely. Let's go kick the shit out of the Cubs tomorrow. Everybody be
0: sure you're going on tap for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on Twitter at socks on tap and on tap Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Go to grandstand for all your socks gear or Chicago sports gear, Grandstandsox.com. Follow them on socials at grandstand socks. Some variation will of us. will be back tomorrow after the socks beat the shit out of the North siders white Sox forever.
1: White Sox forever.